Agut Moira Boisai. Ah, Lili Nishmasi Mimiros Yerushmas Mordechai. Hi, Reveli. And the entire my family just wanted to express my gratitude as we go into Pesach. This yod is going to give me a different meaning to what it means to treasure the moments we have. We as a whole family have seen a lot of sadness in the recent months. Lost brothers. It made it makes no difference what keeper we were in our heads. The fact is, I, Morty, have seen the love that each and every one of us showed me over the cross of time and have been part of this special family. We all lost a brother and each one was special in their own way. I speak for myself. But I know we all have cried enough because of who we lost. May this yacht have changed the crying we have been going been doing to laughing and smiling with each other's families and going to Yantav. The camera plays an incredible brother we lost. We have to grow and learn and become strong as a whole. Have a chakash v'sameach. Thank you for all those who made this impossible to happen. A brother, Morty Rasby. Dear Rebelli Shlita, what an opportunity to wish you Yantav. And thank you for your continuous inspiration spreading Torah. You mentioned a couple of days ago on Daf Dalid, re-acknowledging Akash Baruch As you well remember my story at this time of the year where I was hospitalized for five months, missed, which included not being around for Pesach and Shavuos due to being in a coma. My take on what you said is a little different. It is after what you've been through. It's then how you accept what Akash Baruch has given you, and yet you still are able to look up to him and appreciate what you have got, but even more so for what you didn't get. Yontiv and all the best warm regards, Ellie Seliger. So, Rabbi here we are on the tail end of the double header, the double double header, because we had a double header yesterday, final double, double header today. And there's actually going to be one more double header during Chalamayd. So, this is Daf Yud, an amazing Daf of Agadita. Uh, who did us a great favor by giving us these. Easier dapim, so we could do these double headers without a lot of hardship. The coil uh, is sponsored by Anonymous from Lakewood. The coil is sponsored by Ruben Klein and Otter. My daughter, Elise, becoming a talented Sichayim Nato from Toronto. Mazdov. The partners of Chaylis, we have five of them. Lilu Nishmas, Chaim Elephant, Chaim Ben Yaakov Shmuel, Zachary Lebrocha, by his Westside friends. And the second one, Lilu Nishmas, Chaim Ben Moshe. The third one, the MDY family, Lilu Nishmas, Chaim Morin, Zachary Lebrocha. The fourth one, the Nishmas Chayvas Yosef. Fifth one, the entire MDY family, the Nishmas of Ramanashi bin Moshe Aaron. Ramanashi bin Moshe Aaron. Parnas of Shavua, not. Parnas of Yoim. The Nishmas Chayim bin Aaron Chanoich was first day, his Yosef was first day Chalamoid, and there's Israel. And the art of the month for complete reform for Chayim Tzvi ben Leah. I completely dropped the ball on this. I was supposed to mention to the Oilam that. We're doing Chazorah and Soita, and there's hundreds of people that are doing it with Kahoot. And as you know, that if you started, you're brand new to the DAF, and you're doing Soita, and you finish Soita with us, you'll be entered into a $1,500 raffle, and the one who brought you in is also entered into a $1,500 raffle. So it's to encourage people. By the way, did you turn on your phone? Are you still recording from before? It's new? Okay. So, it's to encourage people to do Chazara, to stick with the program. I know that it's, uh-oh. Rabbi Isai, here we go. Daf Yud, Omid Aleph, two lines down. Vayigdal Anar, we're talking about Shimshon Agibar. Vayigdal Anar again, just to 
re-emphasize, Shimshon was a tremendous person. He was a strifer. Yes, he had some small flaws, and he got punished for them, but in, in terms of his personality, he was an Adam Gadam Ma'id. Vayigdal anar vayivarcheyo Hashem. Hashem gave him a bracha when he grew older. Now, Bameh barchay. Typically, a bracha is that he, Akashmoka gave him more. We don't find that he was very wealthy. We don't find anything. So, where was the bracha exactly? In his aver. The what? The Gemara soon is going to say that he was a very large person, perhaps according to some shitas. But no, he was a regular. When it came there, it was, it was regular. Says Rashi, what he wanted, his desire and his taiva, Akashmaru gave it to him. And that's we're going to see a certain theme here. When a person wants something really bad, Akashmaru gives it to him. Whether it's good or not good, Akashmaru gives it to him. A person wants a lot of money, he'll give it to him. Doesn't mean it's a good thing. And he wanted, he wanted the plishtim, he wanted more geisha women, so Akashmaru gave it to him. And that's the, the, we're going to see more of this at the end of the Gemara. It's a famous song. It's a famous song. I want revenge that they took my eyes out and I mean, I just I put it here, not not Chasam to depict Shimshon, and over here you certainly don't see him as as in a, a depiction. But uh oh, but the famous pictures that people have, and this is the Nakama that Shimshon took. Remember the twenty-two years that I was a shayfet and. I, I made mishpat, the klai Yisrael, I didn't take any bribe, not even to ask somebody to, to move my staff from one place to another place. And Shimshon went ahead and he trapped 300 foxes. So we're talking about the story that when one of Shimshon's wives one of Shimshon's wives was given to another man, and Shimshon, he wanted to make a mochama with the Pelishtim and make it a personal, a personal war. What does that mean? They did something personal to him, he's going to take a personal revenge to them. In order that the Pelishtim shouldn't take the revenge out on Klai Yisrael, there's this little trick. So he pretended he was really upset that they took his wife, they gave it to another man. So he went and he burnt their fields. How did he do it? He took a fox, burnt the fox's tail, set it on fire, and let the fox run. So the fox is, is burning alive, and he went through the field, zigzag to one field to another field, and that's how it destroyed. Times 300. So it's like, why do you use foxes? 
Omer Vavaybu Bar Nagdi, Omer Bchia Bar Abba, Omer Shimshoin, Shimshon said, Yovay Misha Choyzel HaChoyrov. A fox, when you confront him, he doesn't run away. He backs up. As we said yesterday, Melech made a shvua that he's not that his descendants are never gonna chep a Yisrael. And look, the Plishtim broke the, the shvua. They took it back. They went backwards. I'm gonna take an come on you with something that goes backwards. Tanya, Amrib Chasid, Bank safe of Shashimshine, between the shoulders of Shimshana Gibor, Shishim Amahoya. The shoulder was 60 ammo wide, 120 feet wide. Says the Ben Yayada, doesn't make any sense. If his shoulders were 120 feet wide, then how could he fit into a house? How could he get into an elevator? He couldn't live normally. So it must mean that he's able to carry a weight that was 120 ammo wide. Because typically, even though a person is very strong, so he could carry something that's within a certain size, but not 100... Not a 60 ammo width. There are those who argue in the Ben Yod, the Marshal says it's literal. Okay, we have to understand. He carried this is Tam again. I don't like to depict and show pictures of. Uh, figures from the Navi, but this is what we have today. This one, this one, of the, one of the only ones that he was actually wearing a shirt. But he, he took it with the doorpost, with the lock, with everything, something very extremely heavy. And that's how he scared the Plishtim. These doors were 60 amma wide. So Melo, so this could fit in right to the Ben Yoda, that he, he carries on that 60 amma wide. He's grinding in the base asur. To grind is the lotion of avera. We have this possible later. The plishtim, these noyafim, they brought. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense actually, because the plishtim, if you think about it, plishtim were created from mamzerus. So maybe you know. The DNA is about Mamzerim and about Neof. They brought their wives to the jail where Shimshon was. So the simple meaning would be that he impregnated all these women. But many argue on this and they say that's not the Pshat. The Pshat is that they just, they wanted their wives to look at Shimshon. And they figured by looking, just like we have in, in the Gemara that uh, Rabbi Yechon would stand by the mikvah so women could look at him. Or by Yaakov Avinu, you look at the at the staff and the and the, the sheep turn this color or that color. There's a certain kayak in looking, and maybe they, they were hoping that their children would have the strength of Shimshon Agiba. If somebody loves wine, you give him wine. If somebody is a guard, you read the Duvla, give him a basket full of vegetables. So when Yada brings on this Gemara that there was a, a guy that was a big drunk and alcoholic. He kept on drinking and his children wanted to teach him a lesson. So he comes home, he starts drinking, drinking, and he falls asleep. 
They take him, they lift him up with his bed and everything, and they drag him to the cemetery. And they put him right there by a grave. And they're hoping that he'll wake up in the morning and he'll get a a real pachad. And he'll see that, you know, he reached rock bottom. Day goes by, two days go by, and they don't see their father, so they get worried. So they go out, there's a medrash, they go to the cemetery, and they see him drinking away. What happened was that there were a bunch of thieves that they stole a barrel of wine, and they figured they'll dump it in the cemetery. So they put it right there, right where he was, they didn't, without realizing there's a guy there, they put it right there. He wakes up in the morning, he's on his bed, and a barrel of wine, Ganeiden, Mavish Ganeiden, he opens up the barrel, the faucet, and he starts drinking away. So says the Medrash, what a person desires, when a person wants something, you want alcohol so badly, we give you a barrel, you don't know you're in the basic bars. So, Shimshon wanted these Gaius, he wanted to push them. You know what? That's what he got. He got, what does he want to call it? A thousand. Shkolechel vechod. All these plushtim came there. If a man is not faithful to his wife, even though maybe halachically he's allowed to be married to more than one woman, but he has a deal with his wife and he goes off, you should know that it affects the wife as well. She feels it, she knows it. She'll also start becoming, it doesn't necessarily mean she has to, but it makes it easier. This the same person we had before, the grinding. Other people will bow over. He's dealing with the large pumpkins. And she's dealing with the smaller pumpkin. In other words, they're both dealing with the same znos. He's mizan over there, she's mizan over there. But it's his fault. Shimshon, he did dinner mishpat. He was a dying for Klai Yisrael, like, like our father in heaven. What's this name, Shimshon? It's Hashem's name. The word it comes from the word son, Shemesh. It's a protector. Says Gemara, if Shemesh is the name of Hashem, you shouldn't be able to erase the word Shemesh. Anytime you have the word Shemesh, you shouldn't be able to erase it. It's not Hashem's name. It's similar. Okay. Just like a Baruch Hu, he protects the entire world, Shimshim protected Klai Yisrael in his generation. You should know Bilam was lame. He had a limp on one of his legs. So Shefi is a singular lotion of being lame. Shimshim was lame in both feet. In other words, even though he was lame, he was able to accomplish everything he accomplished in war, Shenemar Shvifoin Ali Oirach. Shvifoin is a double lotion of Shefi. Shefi, we said, is lame in one leg. Shvifoin, double that. 
he had both of his legs were lame. Five people were created with something very special about them. A certain mile they each had. And all of these five, their, their demise was with that mile that they had. What was special about Shimshon? He had a special Gvura. In that Kayach that he had, that's, that, that was his downfall. Because he was so, he was so strong, so he wasn't scared of the Plishtim. And once he went into the Plishtim, and he was fighting, then finally they, they got him, and that's how they, they were able to, to, to destroy him. Shaul B'Tzavare. Shaul, the Torah tells us, he's taller than everybody. And his demise was with his neck. Avshalim B'Tzavare. Avshalim is with his hair. He had a beautiful hair. He's a Nazir. Tzitkiya B'Einav. Asabir Ragmav. So the Gemara goes through them. His strength is what they once they were able to take away his strength by cutting his hair, that was it. They captured him. Shaul fell on the sword. In other words, he fell by his neck. Come on, like we're going to explain later on. So Nebuchadnezzar, the famous story with Nebuchadnezzar and Sitkiya. He punished him in the terrible punishment. He killed all his children in front of him. And then he pulled his eyes out and put them in his hand. In other words, the last thing Tzitkiah saw was the death of his children. Asa Beraglov. Dechsev Rakli Zikna. The Zikna Sechola is Raglov. All the way at the end, he became sick with his feet. Bomer of Yudom Rav. Shachazatu Pagad Pagadra. The article calls it gout. I don't know where they got it from. Gout. What is this? How does it work? It's like needles in live flesh. But how did you know? So this is similar to what we had the other day with Benazah. Remember, one of the nine cheetahs was Benazah. And the Gemara asked, How did Benazah know? At the end of the day, he was never married. So we had these two roots. No. Renachman had this disease. He knows exactly what it felt like. He heard it from his rabbi. Hashem told him exactly how it feels like. Why did also get an oinash? He enlisted Tamid Chachamim to go to war. Nobody got out of this. No one, meaning literally no one. Uh, did I skip something? Maybe. Okay. It's not here. Let's see. Interesting. Okay, I thought I had that possible. By Chasan, it says, Naki We know that if a person just gets married, they would ask, Who just got married? Naki He doesn't have to go to war, he could stay at home. But not also. Also, took everybody, even the Chasan, even the Kala. Say, Ask the Gemara contradiction. 
Shimshon went down, downwards towards Timna. Uchsiv, hina chamicha, chamich oila. Timna so. Again, because it's late, so my my vision is not strong, so I'm not seeing the words 100%. So you could correct me if I'm making, because I don't see 100% these words. I'm, I'm doing it a little bit by, uh, by memory, almost. So I, if it's a zacher and a keva, that kind of thing, you'll, you'll tell me. Okay. Actually, I have my glasses here, but nah, we're not going to go with that. I could, could have taken some drops also to help me, but lazy. Okay. So... So this is going to put us into a new sugi about Yudah and Tamar. What happened was Yudah two children, Aaron Oynon, were married, both were married to Tamar first, Aaron He died without children, so he went to the brother, Yibam. The second one died. Now she really desired to have children from Yudah. In fact, the Malucha came out of her. So she knew what she was doing. So when she found out that Yud is coming, it says, Ayla Timnasa. And that launches us into a sugi about Yud and Tamar. But you see that Timnas is upwards, not downwards. By Shimshon it says he went down. Shimshon who had, it was his downfall, so it's called Yurida. Yehuda, who he was able to have Peretz and Zarach from that relationship with Tamar, which later on, David and everything. So it's an Aliyah. Another Peretz. There's two cities. One you have to go upwards to, and one you go downwards to. They don't, in the time of Shimsha, it was down. In the time of Yehuda, it was up. No, there's only one Timna. The Nupsha. Listen, it's the middle of a mountain, the middle of an incline. Timna is right over here on this part. So if you're coming from up here, you have to go downwards. If you're coming from here, you have to go upwards. Okay. So now we're going into Tamar and Yehuda. She sat at the fork. She went to Everybody wanted to come see him. Everybody loved him. It was a great time over there. Now it's a place called Enayim. She beautified her words. She was very convincing with her words. Yudah asked her, Maybe you do Aved Zara. In those days, it was either you Aved Aved Zara or not Aved Zara. I don't want to be with someone who's Aved Aved Zara. No, no, don't worry about it. I, I'm done with Aved Zara. I can't be with you. Maybe Ish. And obviously Yehuda was Makbid and all the Tarek mitzvahs and all the Rabbanans. No, I'm not married. 
maybe your father accepted Kiddushin, or Soimani. So this, she over here was saying that, how could Yehuda marry her? It's his daughter-in-law, Akala's also. So she answered that by saying, Yisoyimani, the only person that can marry me off is my father. My father died. So how did I end up with your Erenoinon? My mother married me off. That's only the Rabbanon. She could do Mion, and she's not married to them. And Meila, I could be with you. Shemot Meyat, maybe you're a Nida. I'm really tired. No, I'm not a Nida. Went to the Mikvah. Avram Avinu planted an Eishel. And we know Eishel is Rashi brings a Rashtavis. Achila, Shtia, Levaya. It's interesting. Just pointing this out. Avram Avinu, in order to be Makar of people, he didn't open up a yeshiva and it was Makar of people. The way it was Makar of people was through food. He fed them, gave them what to drink, and he spoke to them about the Rabbanish Lail. All my rich Lakish Melamish also this. He made an orchard. And he planted all sorts of beautiful trees there. Some say he planted an orchard so he'd have good fruit. And some say he built a hotel so people could sleep there. To plant, you plant an orchard. How do you plant a hotel? Yes, you could use the lotion of Aita of planting when it comes to a, to a tent and to a hotel. So the Gemara Vayikra Shom B'Shem Hashem Keiloilo Oresh Lakish Al Tikra Al Tikri Vayikra. It's not Vayikra. Avraham Avinu didn't call it. Daf Yudam and Beis Elo Vayakri. Phil, how are we doing with time? Very fast, no. 25 total. Oh, okay, so we still have to move a little bit. Ella Vayakri. Vayakri, he caused them to call. What does that mean? Melamei, Chikri Avram Avinu, Lishmoy Shalgish Baruchu, Bepeh, Chal Oiber Veshav. Avram Avinu forced each and every one to talk about Akish Baruchu and to thank Akish Baruchu. Ketzat, Lach, Ashach, Levishasu, Omdu Levarchoi. When they got up, after they ate, they freshed good, and they wanted to leave. So they said, oh, thank you very much, Avram. Oh, my Lord, no, 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 no. Right? We learned this in school when we were kids. These are the Gemaras, right here. You think you ate my food? You ate from the Rebbeinah Shalolam, the master of the universe. So thank him. What are you thanking me? So there's a beautiful taste of shantz here. I don't know if I can read it. Yeah. We'll get that in a second. Remind me again. Yes, okay. she says, the top taste of shantz, all the way on the right side, small words. What does it say there? Okay, yeah, Piru. But b- bottom line is the Taishan, I can't read it so well. Taishan says, here, yeah, put on my glasses for that word. Hold on. Yeah. Piru Masha Khadr Jesus. 
He's told, people said, you know what, no. No, I'm not thinking you're, you're God. I don't want him. So Vrabhavidin said, okay, no problem. We're in the middle of the desert. Food over here costs 20 times more than it costs in a regular restaurant. Pay up. The bill is 1300 bucks. Pay. Oh, for 1300 bucks, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think through Burnish Little. The question is... That, that's it. You learn a big insight from here. He's forcing them to think of Rebbein Shalom. Does that work? If you force a kid to say, Amen, Amen, Shmir Abba, uh, make a bracha. If you don't make a bracha, I'm going uh, to take this away from you. Does that work? It says over here it does. That's exactly it. You get them used to it. I, they're not doing it really out of their own will. You know what? Eventually, I'll come to them. So Yehuda sees Tamar, and he thinks she's a Zoyna. Why? Because she covered her face. Ask the Gemara, that makes zero sense. A Zoyna doesn't cover her face. A Zoyna shows her face. If she's covering her face, that means she's a tznua. She's the opposite of a zayna. She's a chashav zayna. Says the Gemara, incredible. Yehuda has never seen his daughter-in-law ever. Because from the moment that she got married, she always covered her face and he never saw her face. So when he saw her real face in the street, he thought that she's a zayna. He didn't realize it's his daughter-in-law. If a daughter-in-law is sneez dick in her father-in-law's house, she'll have tremendous children like Melachim and Nevi. You see this from Tamar. So we have Yisait. Anytime the Navi says, this Navi, the son of this person, so you should know that this person, the, the father, is also a Navi. So, it says Yishayo Benamite. Yishayo Anavi, we know is a Navi. He's the son of Amite. Now we know Amite is a Navi. Is this where you also get the concept of, you know, women after they get divorced, or after their, their, their spouse dies, they cover on from their hair? No, I don't think it's from here. Where do you see this from? Well, it says Panel, her face, not her ear. She covered her face. The fact that she that, that a woman that who's that's divorced or widowed covers her hair, that's a Allah Messina. It's for the same reason that a married woman covers her hair and a single woman, the same age, doesn't cover her hair. It's more of Allah Messina. So just because her husband died or divorced, once she's married, she has to cover her hair. But not from this Gimbar. Um Right? So we said, Melachim, We have tradition. So, what? What did I say? They were brothers. So, what? Oh, yeah, after the sponsors. Okay. So Amatio was a king. And the king, and he came from Tamar. So once Amatio is a king, 
and Amatzi's brother is a Moitz, and a Moitz is a Novik. So, because they're brothers, now we know that they both came from Tamar. Because Amatzi, we know it came from Tamar. Now we have different proof. But that a Moitz, who's a Novi, they also came from Tamar, now we know because they're both brothers. So, obviously, they both came from Tamar. Let me just go back. The reason why I didn't do this because it's over here on the other daf. This daf yud, and we did in the double header. Here we go. Hatzlocha of Arilei ben Aliza Simchashen Amashu and Aliza Simchashen Amashu Ba'abrocha Latzlocha Magachir The members of the HBA group and their families are main. Somebody has to remind me next time I do a double header to put eye drops in my eyes. That's your job to remind me. Okay. He mutzeis. I can't claim that I understand this question at all. But the Gemara says, "What's this lotion of mutzeis?" He mut mitutzeis me The only problem I have with this question is I've never seen this word anywhere. I don't even know what this word means. Mutzeis means, says Rashi, seems like she was found. It should say mitutzeis. You took her out, but I, I never. I don't even know. I don't know what that means. Okay. That's how it should say it. <coughs> so she had the staff, the, you know, the Chosemes, the, the all from Yehuda. And she was going to send it to Yehuda in order to save her. She, they brought her out, right? They bring her out to, to, to execute her. She's on the way to be executed. What does she do? She goes and she brings the staff and the Chosemes. Says the Gemara, Bo, the Samachmem. A lot of people don't like to say this name. The Samachmem. This is the the uh, the the Malach of Edoy. Berichakon. What's going on here? The Malach of Edoy knows that David is going to be born and destroy destroy them. So he didn't want her to have any connection. He wanted to destroy Tamar and her pregnancy. Because if he destroys her, she dies, then we don't have, we don't have, we don't have a, uh, a continuation. Says the Gemara about Gavriel Vikirvan. Comes Gavriel and it brings them closer. So, what's going on here? <laughs> So the Samachmem destroys the Gavriel, brings the, the, the Simonim closer. Now, as I saw, an uh, interesting thing that Gavriel is more Peronus. Why is Gavriel involved in? Michal, what's Gavriel? So you say that Gavriel wanted to save Avram Avinu from Orkazdim. They said, no, you know what? You don't save. Somebody else will save. You'll save Hananiah, Mishal, and Azari later on. Oh, so as the Gemara is going to say soon, Hananiah, Mishal, and Azari came out of this pregnancy. Says Gavriel, I need to save Tamar. Because if I don't save Tamar, I'm not going to be able to save Hananiah, Mishal, and Azari later on in future generations. That's why Gavriel is brought over here. Says the Gemara, Once she couldn't find the staff, she became like a 
a mute pigeon. The David Michtam. What does it mean? We have a few pshatim here. Shiatzim imenu David, Shahayamach. Out of Tamar came David Amelach, who was very humble, Vitam, and he's perfect like all. His wound was healed. Shenoyla was born with the bris milah. Ask the Marsha, there's a famous Gemara that says that when David Amelach went into the base Hamerchatz, he was very sad. He says, I don't have tefillin, I don't have tits, I don't have any mitzvahs. And then he looked down and he says, oh, but I have a bris milah. But if he was born with it, so what kind of mitzvah was it? Okay, they say, maybe there's a mitzvah to keep it. Different theories. Says the Gemara, just like when he wasn't a king. What is Katnusa? It doesn't mean when he was young. When he was small in stature. He wasn't a king. He made himself, he belittled himself. He went to those who were greater than him in order to learn Torah. So too, when he's already a king and he was already high in stature, he was still the same honor. He went and he learned from Yipibayshas. As the Gemara in Brachas tells us, remember, he got his hands dirty with blood and this, Yipibayshas. Okay. So she sends to her father-in-law, doesn't say Yehuda, father-in-law, to the person who these belong that's who I got pregnant. Don't kill me. As the Gemara Meimar, the famous Gemara. Why didn't you just say Yehuda? It's you. Don't kill me. You're the father. Omar Rav Zutra Bar Tovi Omar Rav Amrila Omar Rav Chana Bar Bizna Omar Rav Shemim Chasida. Rav Lo Rav Yechem Shemim Rav Shemim Bein Choy. Noyach Leila Adam Sheyapil Atzmoyitich Kivshaneish. It's better. It's more comfortable for a person to jump into a burning fire. A person should jump into a fire and kill himself and not embarrass his friend in public. Says Rebchaim Shmulevitz, what does noyach mean? It's more comfortable? No. It's a chiyuv. As Taisus points out, not all the Rishonim agree to this, but Taisus says, why is Pnei Why is it not one of the four Chamurois? We have Avid Zara, It should be Pnei as one of the things. So Taisus says, he says that it's not Mufurish in the Torah. But you see, Taisus holds that it's a Dairai, so you have to jump into the fire. So it's not noyach loyladam. It's not, oh, it's comfortable for a person. You, you must jump into the fire and not embarrass your friend in the public. There's a story, I don't know where or how, but I heard this a few times, that there was a guest once who they gave him shawl. And they said, you take first. So he takes the bowl, he eats, and he wouldn't give it up. He sat there and he just ate the entire bowl. What's going on? So he said, listen, I, I tasted like the kerosene. In the chon, you heard the story. It's a famous story. This story happened in Chicago. In the 
So he said, what about the fact that it's dangerous? You weren't scared, you're going to die. He said, it says you have to jump into a flame. You have to jump, you have to kill yourself. Not to embarrass somebody. Okay. Each and, a, each and every one, don't think. Hack or not. Hack or not. You should recognize. Oh, sorry. So this is the passing I want to show you. I mean, the Gemara even brings it. But going back to Yosef at Tzadik, when the Shvatim wanted to tell Yaakov, don't worry about it. Look, uh, do you recognize this? Son is Pasim. This is from your son. Look. So Hakir no, he lied to his father. He used that word, recognized this clothing. So they got him back. That's like what we learned yesterday. That's always like Hashem punishes with the same thing. So use that word Hakir in order to, to cause Yehuda a lot of pain. No. What is no? Please. I'm begging you. Recognize the many. I know that maybe you're going to want to pretend that it's not you. But remember, I'm about to die here. They're about to put me into the Kivshan Aish. Please remember the Rabbi Nishlam. I'm not going to throw you under the bus, but I'm asking you to do the right thing. Yehuda recognized it and, she, and he said immediately, She's right. I am the father. I think this was a, this made a big impression on me. When we go on a, on a trip, a Chalamai trip with the, with the school and the bus and you know, whatever it is, the Rebbe always says, make a Kiddush Hashem, make a Kiddush Hashem, there's a lot of Goyim there, you want to act nicely, Kiddush Hashem. Well, really, Gemara says different. Yosef was Mekadosh Hashem how? By not being over in Avera, by being true and not faking and not, oh, nobody sees, so who cares? No. no. That's Mikhail Shemayim. Doesn't mean you're in a public place and all the goyim are watching you and they're saying, oh, this is what a yid, this is how a yid acts. Doesn't say. Shem Shemayim says, Zohav Aisifu loy ois achas mshesh baruchu. So Yosef Atzadik, they added one letter to his name, the Sif, Eidus bi Yosef Samoy. So they added a hey to his, his name. Yehuda Shekid Shem Shemayim Faresio. Yehuda, who said, who, who did, wasn't over in Aveira, what is Kadashim Shemayim again? Not to be over in Avera, he could have easily thrown Tamar under the bus, let her die, and not be embarrassed, but he did it. But if he did this in public, and he told everybody, yes, I'm guilty. His entire name Yehuda is like the name of a Baruch. In other words, even when Leah called him Yehuda, it was Baruch HaKadosh that this story is going to happen in the future Future years. So heavenly voice came out. You saved Tamar and her pregnancy. Two, two children. And here the Gemara says, because of that, I'm going to save three 
of your sons and future generation from the fire, Maninu, Hananyo, Mishol, Bazario. Says the Gemara, talking about many, Minoyodo. How did he know that it was him? Maybe she got pregnant. If she's a Zaina, maybe she got pregnant with some, some other guy. Yosef asked of Amram, and many Yosef No, it's you. So this, I thought, it was a tremendous chiddush that many people don't know. It was kedai to stay up late tonight to hear just this chiddush. Omer Shmuel, Sabo Hamuder Shmuel. You know they want to bring a raya from here. Look, his name was Shmuel, Shmuel Sabo, the father-in-law of Shmuel Barami. In other words, the father-in-law and son-in-law had the same name, Shmuel. Rambam Ganevsky wouldn't approve of this. You know, have the same. Name. That's a so Ryuda Chassid say maybe in those days they, they weren't makbid on that. Or maybe no, his name was Shmuel Saba, so he had a second name. Okay. Sorry. So I don't care about Ryuda Chassid? No? Interesting. That's father and son, but what about son-in-law? Okay. I hear. Right, so they date father-in-law and grandson. But okay, you sure? A father-in-law and a chassan have the same name, base pardon. A father-in-law, son, not a father-in-law and a grandson. No, I don't know. Okay. Because uh, you read the not Okay. Listen to this. This was a chiddush galamai. Kivin Chiyada, Once he noticed that she's doing it l'shem shemayim, she wants to have the melucha. He kept her. He didn't divorce her. The sound was great and didn't stop. So Yosef means it didn't stop. Not that he didn't continue. He kept on, he was married to her. What caused Avshalom to go off is that he looked in the mirror, he looked at himself, he said, look how beautiful I am. I'm the most beautiful person around. Must be that I'm supposed to be the king. Besides, my father was up to no good with Bathsheba, etc. He had all these different reasons. People spoke to him. There's nobody as beautiful as Avshalom. When he shaved his head, his hair weighed 200 shekel. That's how much it weighed. It's so much here, right? Because we said yesterday, and we said in, in uh, Nazar, Avshalom was a Nazar Eilam, but he shaved his head once a year. <clears throat> right? So you see that he had, like, he's a beautiful person. He was a Nazar. So he had a certain holiness to him. But still he went off. Because... He put too much emphasis on his looks, on his hair. That was his demise. That's how he fell. Shenemar. was riding a mule. He came running. The, the mule ran below an elm tree. And his head got stuck in the branches. His hair got stuck and tangled in the branches. And he was hanging, dangling. From the tree, because the mule kept on running, and his hair got stuck on a branch, and he was stuck there. 
Five. <clears throat> I don't have time for this. Uh, I'm not in the mood for this joke. You go right there. Different time for the kids. Shogal, Safsiro, Boyle, So he pulls out his sword and is about to chop his hair off. He's going to give himself a haircut so he can get out of there. On that moment, they try to do that. He looks down and he sees Gehenna right below him. If you chop his hair off, you'd fall into this Gehenna. In other words, the Pshat is beautiful. What Akashbahu is showing him is that if you cut your hair off and you try to get out of here, it's over for you. You'll never be able to return. You're going to fall into Shal Tachtis. You'll fall into this Gehenna. You have no way out. Stay where you are. And that will be your Hatzalah. What does that mean? Because if you think about it, it's a, it's a typical thing. He's hanging there in Beishomayim Lards. And he's saying to himself, I could give myself a haircut, I could escape. What's the alternative? His enemy, David's soldiers, are going to come get him and, and do something terrible to him. What happened at then? Yoav came, put three spears in his heart, like we saw yesterday. And the rest, the soldiers, they put ten spears in his body. Terrible, terrible death. He's dangling. You can imagine it's not very comfortable to dangle by your hair, kicking and, and fighting. And then a guy comes and poof, poof. And he has these three spears in his heart. He's still alive. Ten more spears. That's a typical muscle of what happens in this world. Because that, is what saved them. Had he not had that, those Yisurim, those terrible Yisurim of death, of Amiz Mishuna, he'd be gone forever, erased from this world in the oil of above forever. Says the Gemara, was very sad that his son died. Bini Avshalim, one, Bini, one. Bini, Bini, that's three Avshalim. I wish I would have died instead of you. Avshalim b'ni b'ni. That's five. V'amelech l'atis ponov. Same pasuk. V'yizak amelech kogodol. He cried. B'ni avshalim six. Avshalim b'ni b'ni. Eight. Hanit v'anyo b'ni lama. Why do you need eight? Says Gemara Shiva da'askim Shiva meduri gehenim. You hear this? David HaMelech, about to be destroyed by his own son. His son did the worst of the worst, took his ten pilakshim and had relations with all of them. Fights him and destroys him. David HaMelech had to run for his life. What does he do? He goes and he cries for him to save him from Ganem. So we see Rabbi Isai that a father always has a on his son, no matter how terrible the son is. They say that if there's a Rosh Hashiva that has a son that's a no good guy, he's a terrible kid, he makes all the trouble in Yeshiva, and the Rosh Hashiva has this favorite, favorite Talmud, you know, his pet. And all day long he talks to him and learning and everything, and he's Mamish's favorite, he's going to try to get him for his daughter, for Shiddah, the whole thing. And then the building goes up in flames. He's able to, to save one of them. Who will he save? You'd save his son, obviously. This best friend is his pet. The, the, not, not for now. Now he takes his terrible son. And this is a muscle 
of the Rabbi Nishlele. No matter how bad we are and how bad we act, Hashem loves us as, as a father loves a son. And we see that here, as David loved Avshalom even after everything that he did for him, he's crying and the whole thing. But Taisis asked the question, the, 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 the halacha is that a, a son could save a father. But a father, the schusim of father can't save a son. It says but because Avshalom had a terrible death, Amis Mishuna, so then the tefillah of David did work. Another terrorist, Taisis says, is, he says three truths. Another terrorist is that what the Gemara means is that the schus of a father, a t- tremendous god like David Amalek, won't help for the son. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about tefillah. David Amalek davened for his son. That always works. So the Gemara, with this will be finished, unfortunately, such a beautiful dav. So Shiva the Askei Shiva Medur Ganem the seven names Bini that's how he took him out of Ganem Tfila Vidach Igedarmi the Kari Reishei the Gabagufe they chopped Avshalom's head off it fell into some pit somewhere they buried his body but when Dora Melech <coughs> said Bini for the eighth time his head came out of that pit and reunited with his body Igedarmi the Aisi Laom Dasi he brought him to Elam Amos. What does it mean? My lokach, what did he take? He did a terrible deal. He fell for a terrible idea to go against his father. When David Amalek sinned with Bathsheba, Baruch came up with this unbelievable plan. How to get his own son of Shalom to go against him and give David a tremendous Yisurim Nuxiv. I'm going to get you from within your own house. Yeah. Fine. We'll stop right over here. Rabboisai. Have a wonderful Mayed. A good Kibbutzior. Yishkoyach for joining us tonight. Thank you very much.